Welcome to the Influence the Choice podcast. Today's topic is going to be about isolation and loneliness and the effects it has on different people. First, we should probably classify what counts as social and emotional isolation, as well as loneliness and the difference between the two. The definition of social isolation is a state of little to no communication with others, generally meaning that there is no one nearby for you to talk to, and no way of communicating. Then there's emotional isolation, which is a state of perceived isolation despite the possible existence of a well-functioning social network. These differ greatly from loneliness, which is supposed to be temporary, however generally There's no set time limit to define loneliness versus emotional isolation. A lot of the time, they are tied together. A reason why loneliness is so dangerous is because it can often create a feedback loop. When you're lonely, you become more sensitive to small social cues, which in turn make you more make you more likely to perceive actions caused perceive actions performed by others as negative towards you and really it could have just been sort of a neutral handshake or maybe their eye was just itchy they weren't really bored of you per se one reason why loneliness can be so dangerous is that it can create a negative feedback loop of perception instead of seeing certain social interactions as neutral or positive, one may interpret them as negative due to being hypersensitive to small little social cues done by the other person. This of course makes them less likely to try again after being discouraged from previous contact with others, causing them to only be more lonely, having those incorrect perceptions boosted again. I personally have felt the effects of loneliness when I first started going to my current high school, Gibson Eck. It was a really new experience for me who had never moved, never changed schools, and always had the same group of friends. Having to break out and make new friends was something I just hadn't done before. So having to do that all of a sudden was a big strain on me mentally as I wasn't really able to find a good group. It actually ended up taking me the better part of a year in order to find that central group of friends that I still hang out with. And I would say that I am better for it, as I've learned to not only talk with others that I may not know, but put myself out there and really help break out of that isolation, as the only way you really are going to do that is to change yourself. In the end, you should know that you aren't alone if you do feel so, and that other people will always be willing to talk to you. You should never be afraid to put yourself out there. A common misconception is that one can't be emotionally isolated when they do have such social networks. However, as we are seeing today, this just isn't the case, and more and more people are being affected than there has been before. There is also the fact that just because people do have these connections doesn't mean that they're very meaningful. 
and that they'll actually satisfy your needs as a social animal. There are very many different reasons besides not having a functioning social network that someone may feel emotionally isolated. Looking at the stats side of things, there's a very clear trend showing that loneliness has doubled in the last 50 years. The current trend is that the younger you are, the more likely you are to feel lonely. This of course means that Gen Z ages 4 to 24 are currently the most loneliest generation according to a recent Cigna survey. Now being lonely isn't just mentally straining. Over time it can have adverse health effects including cardiovascular problems and even acute death. Being lonely can also have negative mental effects such as reduced ability to reason and be creative. That is also commonly correlated with anxiety and depression. Now as for why this is all happening now, there are a couple different reasons, but it's hard to pin one down as it's so case to case. It could be a possible lack of quality relationships. According to the previously mentioned Cigna survey, only half of Americans feel they have meaningful in-person social interactions on a daily basis. This of course means that they aren't having face-to-face -face conversations. They aren't getting that human interaction that we as social creatures crave. This of course may be why there's so many people on social media looking for that interaction instead. However, this does not replace that face-to-face -face interaction that is required for our brains to be satisfied. This of course does not mean that social media is the bad guy in this situation. It just means that it's a way that people are using to try and satisfy the need that isn't being filled in their daily lives. It could also have to do with another factor that could lead into the rise in loneliness could be an emotional imbalance caused by not getting enough sleep, work, or socialization. Some ways that you may be able to help combat this rise in loneliness would be to make it a habit to have face-to-face -face conversations. Possibly consider reaching out to a friend if you haven't talked to them in a while. It might help if you pick up exercising, as if you do have a hormonal imbalance, it may be caused by not getting enough. However, if, if in the end you feel like none of those are working, you should really talk to a mental health professional. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.